What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Yankees, and in today's episode, we have a very special guest, Carson Coleman of the Somerset Patriots, one of the best right relief pitching prospects the Yankees have in their organization right now. He had a huge year last year, is looking to have a huge year in 2023, and he's here to uh, answer some questions. Thankfully, he took some time out of his day uh, to come on the show. So, Carson, we're very grateful. Uh, Before we get into into anything today, how are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing good, Uh, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, again, thank you so much for coming on. And we'll start off with the first question. So, you know, the 2020 draft season was very unique. There were just three rounds and a lot of prospects, including yourself, had to sign as free agents. So this kind of comes with a unique situation where you kind of got your choice in terms of which organization you signed with. Uh, so, you know, what came, what went into the process of making that choice into choosing the organization you were going to spend your foreseeable future with? And how did you end up picking the Yankees? Um. So, yeah, 2020 was a really weird year. Um, and like you said, when it came to, I guess, getting to p- choose which organization you were going to uh, hopefully continue your career with, um, obviously I was fortunate enough to have the Yankees as one of those teams interested in me. But it was also um, – it really just came down to one question, and that one question was what's going to help me, you know, become a big leaguer at the next level. Obviously it's one thing to get into pro ball. Obviously you got levels within that, and all of them are – definitely huge you know you go from high a to double a that's a huge difference but you know the yankees they got great develop development when it comes to the farm system me i had recently i didn't start pitching until college really so that was uh something i was still looking to get some development with and i felt like the yankees was a no-brainer when it came to that so you know went with the yankees and obviously you know i've definitely developed a lot so i think i feel like i made the right choice yeah, for sure, and especially seeing kind of how Matt Blake and Sam Breen have been viewed by uh, the rest of the industry over the last few years. They're definitely become kind of the forefront of pitching development. And I guess kind of uh, following up on that question, you know, there was no 2020 minor league season. There was a lot of limited in-person contact with the organization. So what was your preparation like ahead of your professional debut in 2021? So, again, you know, I think I was fortunate enough that, it, you know, for the way that the Yankees do this, do what they do because obviously they do everything to a higher standard a lot of my buddies who were in pro ball 2020 you know during that COVID stuff they really just weren't you know they're all kind of doing their own thing me I was fortunate enough to have a remote coach I had mental conditioning once a week I was with a strength coach who was putting together a program for me so I was capable of you know still being able to get better and actually have a plan and you know work on some things remotely obviously but still you know that's making best with what you got at that moment and you know i think the yankees handled that really well and professionally and i think i was able to get better at least heading into that 2021 season yeah, for sure. And I imagine how difficult that could be for professional athletes. Uh, and, you know, 2021 was kind of a unique year where, you know, you're making your professional debut. You know, a lot of guys either had a year off because of the COVID year. I say year off in uh, quotation marks. Uh, but, you know, you know, 2021 wasn't uh, the gre- greatest year results wise. You had a 6-1-1 ERA that year. But then 2022 comes around and not only do you rise up from, you know, high A to double A, uh, but you also started out in high A when you were in low A that year in 2021. You were dominant in 2022. So what were some of the adjustments? Adjustments you made between 2021 and 2022 for you to kind of take that monumental leap and establish yourself as someone who's one of the better young far- arms in that farm system. Um, you know, I'd like to, you know, obviously, you know, the 21 season wasn't, you know, everything I would have hoped for, or, you know, but still, it was, you know, it's a learning process. I think, uh, like, you know, I was saying, I was still, you know, kind of get my feet wet with pitching and obviously getting 
uh, a jump to pro ball is definitely a big adjustment. Um, and I don't think I, I, I really, every time, even if it was a bad outing, I guess I would say in 21, uh, I really felt like I was close. Like, you know, whether it was working on some other pitches or, you know, maybe it was just being in a zone there. I really felt like it was just, you know, I was, there was a fine line between me, you know, being maybe a guy that had that six here or maybe being a guy that, you know, is around a three, whatever. But I think that 21 season was just a, you know, getting my feet feet wet, getting comfortable. And then I kind of carried that on to 2022, just being, you know, grown and experienced and then getting better with a couple of things, whether that was delivery, being able to throw a slider for a strike more and kind of get them off a of fastball, which fastball is my bread and butter. And fastball, I, th- I throw a lot of fastballs and it's not just necessarily because of velocity. Um, obviously that helps, but I just kind of got a lot of unique low factors to my fastball that make it a really good pitch. And being able to keep hitters off of that and throw more strikes, um, I think that helped me a lot. Um, I've mentioned before and with other guys, uh, I remember Adam Adovino had an interview with, I think it was Eric Cressy, and uh, he talked about how he felt like he was just going to, he wanted to be in the zone better and take his chance with the hitter. And he said following that, um, that was his only focus. And at the end of the year, he had like his best strikeout rate and his best uh, lowest walk rate. And, you know, I think that I kind of took that with me. I just wanted to be in the zone. I, if I wanted to get beat, I wanted to get beat by a hitter. I didn't want to get beat by walking guys or anything like that. Truthfully, that was kind of my one focus. And, you know, things kind of played in. And I kind of learned more about myself as a pitcher, too. And, you know, just continuously got better with it and just kind of, you know, rolled with it, I guess. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm big into pitching data. I'm an absolute nerd with that kind of stuff. And, you know, you kind of uh, tap, uh, touched on something I was going to ask you about because you are very fastball heavy. Uh, and, and that's something that a lot of pitchers have kind of moved away from. You see more guys are like breaking ball heavy. But as you mentioned, you kind of have a lot of unique qualities with your fastball, whether it's like the run on your fastball and some of those things. Uh, so, you know, was that something that you kind of knew right away about the unique qualities of your four-seam fastball? Was that something the organization kind of uh, brought up? Or was that something that you kind of figured out as you were uh, getting your feet wet in, in professional baseball? So it, it was really something I always had because it was um... – you know, part of it was natural, maybe part of it was stuff I kind of figured out within myself, but um, I did it in college. I threw just fastballs in college for the most part. Like, seriously, I mean, I really threw like maybe 97% fastballs. It was crazy and practically did that my first year in 21 too. But um, I just I just had a lot of, you know, all the little things, whether it's the movement, the ride, the release, obviously velocity is a big part. I just kind of have all of those kind of perfectly stacked for me um, to where it just makes it a really good pitch, especially for, you know, for me, I want to throw it up in the zone. And if I'm living up there, guys are just going to have a tough time hitting it. Um, some things I feel like I figured out with the Yankees maybe, but a big one for me, it was just, you know, it doesn't work if you're not in the zone and 21 season. Uh, I just, you know, I struggled a lot being in the zone. I was, you know, working on a slider. Uh, so I was forcing myself to throw some sliders, even just go with it. So I'd fall back in counts. I was in hitters counts and I was, uh, you know, getting behind in counts to where I was playing catch up to where I was either, you know, I was getting hit or I was walking guys. So I think the really only difference was just, you know, being in the zone with it, you know, because even I remember back in even 21, like Sam Breen, I remember he was at one of our games in Tampa and, you know, I was, I was just in the zone. I mean, maybe mixed in some sliders in there. And we were just talking about, it. he's like, you know, if you show something else like that, or if you stay in the zone, he's like, no one's going to hit you. He's like, no one's going to hit the fastball. And I was like, yeah, I know. And, you know, made the adjustment, came into next year. And that was, that was a big one. And that was, I kind of, I think I kind of proved that. Hopefully that continues, you know, but 
Yeah, no, for sure. And, and 2022 absolutely reflect that. I mean, you struck out 37.8% of batters face. You know, you only walk 7.6%. That's a ridiculous ratio. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of looking uh, at your 2022 season, I mean, you were one of the primary closing options for a championship winning Somerset Patriots team. You know, what did that mean to you to be such an integral part of a team that won plenty of games, not just in the regular season, but also in the postseason? I, I, I mean, it, it, big deal to me and I think it's a you know it was a very prideful season as a whole I guess you could say because you know I was you know when I first went to high a uh, that was my first time at Hudson and that was a you know that was a big step for me you know you want to move up if you're moving that's at least something you never want to be stuck and you know going to Hudson for four to five weeks and then quickly going to Somerset you know I was at that moment I was like hey you know what you're doing good keep going be prideful, be humble that I made it to double A with the Yankees, especially, you know, that's a hard, like, I know some orgs to me, I think are not as, you know, packed with talent as the Yankees. So I think when you make it to a level like double A with them, I think that, you know, to me, that was a big deal. Um, but obviously, you know, I just try to continue doing the same thing. I, I guess what I'm getting at is I never thought I would end up earning that role as a closer with uh, the Somerset Patriots and then continuing to do well. And then, Lester alone be the guy that gets to close out the championship game and a no hair. I mean, that was, I mean, you know, that was a, that was a big deal to me. It meant a lot for sure. Yeah, and I, I I can't imagine, you know, again, you know, you were just so dominant in your 2022 season. I mean, I was someone who uh, kind of noticed a little bit of the strikeout stuff early on in the year, and I was like, hey, this guy's pretty good. And then you kind of, you blink and you look at your his number at your numbers at the end of the year, and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy absolutely crushed double uh, A, and you have like a, I mean, there's a realistic shot. We're talking triple A, Major League Baseball. I mean, the mind starts racing there, but I wanted to move away from baseball for a second here to ask about the Four Mom Charity and, and kind of give you an opportunity to discuss its mission statement and kind of educate our viewers not just on the incredible charity but kind of ways that they can chip in and help out um so for mom charity to give a little bit of background um it is uh for alzheimer's awareness um and i guess to be short with it alzheimer's is definitely something that affects my family and has affected my family for um i guess you could say generations um and then you know as a whole alzheimer's is a terrible thing you know it's uh one of those few diseases like cancer that just doesn't have a cure to it. And so obviously that's a, you know, that's the mission is to, you know, continue to raise awareness and continue to hopefully raise money to where, you know, hopefully one day we will get to a point to where, you know, you find a cure for Alzheimer's. Um, but the four mom foundation was started by one of my close friends, Hunter Bishop, his brother, um, Braden Bishop. Now Hunter Bishop, if you know him, he's actually one of the top hitting prospects for the giants. He was a first rounder, uh, I think back in 19, uh, I think. Um, and his brother played in the big leagues with the Mariners. Um, both great dudes. And sadly, their mother, uh, a couple years, two, three years ago, passed away from Alzheimer's. And so back while she had Alzheimer's, he was in college ball and just wanted to raise awareness. He would, uh, him and his teammates would tape their wrists and they would actually write for mom with the heart and all that. And it was just, you know, that was his, his why, his motivation, turned into a, a foundation and, you know, they've just done a great job with, um, you know, raising that awareness and using that, their platform with baseball. And, you know, obviously I was fortunate enough to have that platform at Kentucky where I played college and doing so being a, being a Yankee now in pro ball, it's just, you know, just trying to use my platform to raise any awareness I can and, you know, do my part.
Yeah, and uh, you know one of the things that a lot of people don't really look at with athletes is you know their their ability to contribute off the field and kind of you know their character, and I think that speaks a lot not just to your character but who you are off the field and kind of how you represent the organization. So uh, you know, as someone who you know is covering the team, is there's plenty of players in the organization. You know that definitely stands out, and that's something that I really appreciate and can admire about you. And you know, I'm a young kid. I'm like 18 right now. So I definitely look up to you in that regard where, you know, as I grow with a platform, I'd like to be able to do things uh, like that as well. So I kind of like wanted to end it, end this interview by asking one final question. And I know it's going to sound like a very generic question. You know, everyone's asking, you know, what are your goals for 2023? Um, but I feel like in this situation, it's a lot more important because, you know, this is kind of your chance to, you know, not only just get into AAA, but again, get into Major League Baseball, you know, and this is a team in the Yankees that they love, you know, bringing up relievers. They love having, you know, a, a stable full of guys who just have wicked stuff. You know, you think mm-hmm. this year, Ron Marnasio, Clark Schmidt took a bigger role. Um, you know, kind of what are what are your baselines for next that you'd like to reach? You know, how do you think you could factor into this major league team, especially a team that's, you know, trying to win a World Series in 2023 and, and for the foreseeable future? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, obviously that's the goal, no matter what level, whether it's double A, triple A, or the big league level, you know, you want to win championships. And for me, you know, obviously having a good year last year, you know, obviously I want to take what was good, uh, maybe get rid of some of the bad and continue to be able to be able to, you know, just continuously improve. You know, I'm not going to try and put too much pressure or weight on myself or expect more than what I am, you know, right now. I know like there's a, a cliche quote where it says, be where your feet are. You know, I'm going to take it one day at a time. You know, hopefully, you know, things work out the way they do, whether that's, you know, AAA or if I go back to Somerset. Hopefully, maybe big leagues at you know some point. Obviously, that's the end goal. But only thing I can do myself, I can't make that decision for myself. If I could, you know, I'd I'd love to be a big leaguer. But uh, so for me, I'm just gonna, you know, just take it one day at a time. Keep trying to get better. Keep trying to be you know repeatable and be consistent. You know, like I remember last year in uh, Somerset, I really, you know, I, I obviously it's hard not to know that you're doing well um, with the things that you have going on. But to me, I was like. I was like, you know, no one's going to care if you don't finish out that way. You know, just because you did it for half the season or three-fourths of the season, I was like, who cares? You know, I want to be that same consistent guy from beginning to end. And that was my one goal. And, you know, I'll try and do the same this year. Obviously, if it starts, you know, crappy, I'm trying to learn adjustments, learn from it, and hopefully get better on the way in. Obviously, you know, you play 100, 140 games, 160 in the big leagues. You know, it, it, it's a long season. So it, it, there's a lot to it. But I just want to try and be uh, – same version as myself of myself and try and get better if I need to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you so much for coming on the episode today. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in 2023 and seeing your progress. Uh, you know, I, I, I personally am going to be very excited to see you, if, whether it's at AA or AAA. Uh, but again, thank you so much for coming for coming on the episode. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to plug or anything you'd like to shout out before we end the episode, I, I'll give you the floor to do so. Uh. You know, the only thing I would say is uh, this is something that stuck with me well. And, you know, obviously you were kind of saying uh, tagging along with it for players. Uh, you know, I think it's important for uh, it's important to me. And I think it's, it's important to a lot of players. You know, we all want to be remembered for the player that we were. But we also want to be just as remembered for the person that we are. You know, that's, you know, it's a big half and half. Obviously, you know, baseball's a job. That's what you, we want to do well. But, you know, for me, I want to be remembered not just as the player as I was, but the person I was, you know, and I hope a lot of athletes coming up or whether it's high school or college kind of hold on to that or remember that, too. So if if I could say anything, that would be it. 
Thank you so much again for coming on. We'll have the Four Mom Foundation, a link to it in our description so you guys can make sure uh, you guys can check it out. Thank you again, Carson, so much for coming on. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace out.